0: Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. It's been a while since our last podcast, and I apologize for that. There have been several things going on in my life that have interrupted my schedule. Lord willing we will be able to resume our normal routine and enjoy studying God's Word together. Today on Drawing Near, we learn about the resurrection and the rapture. These are powerful words that explain future works of God in our lives. Paul shares them so that we will understand these things and be comforted by them. Let's take our Bibles and turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and study the resurrection and rapture. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Father in heaven, as we come before you today, we do so acknowledging that you are sovereign in our getting together. You're the one who enables us to have the opportunity to share together around your word. You can shut us down any time. You can interrupt our lives and our processes anytime. And Father, it's you who enable us to be sustained day by day. I thank you for this, Father. I thank you for your presence and your power in our lives, the way you protect, provide, and guide. And Father, I ask now that as we study your word together, that you'll enable each one of us, as we slowly return to the podcast, to the Bible study, to fellowship with one another and with you, to draw near to you so that you draw near to us. Father, guide us in our understanding and help us to grasp what it is that you want us to know. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's begin our study today by looking at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and reading verses 13 and 14, and I hope you're following along with me in your Bibles. It says in verse 13, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. As we begin to try to understand these wonderful words, we need to define a term, a word. In verse 13, we're told there are those who have fallen asleep, and then again in verse 14, Paul talks about those who sleep in Jesus. The term asleep, or sleep, refers to those who have died, and we need to understand that in order for this passage to make sense. With that in mind, let's go back and take a look at verse 13 And begin studying this passage. As Paul writes to the Thessalonian believers, he does not want them to be ignorant about certain things. He says so. And you and I need to not be ignorant about what happens when people die in Jesus Christ as well. And so these passages are very important to us. No doubt you have brothers and sisters, family members, you have people in your life who have trusted in Jesus and have died. And we need to have a clear understanding about what will take place in their life now or in our life in the future. And so Paul says, I don't want you to be ignorant. Isn't that wonderful? God does not want us to be ignorant about these things. And so he's talking to believers. That's why he uses the phrase brethren. And so he doesn't want Christians to be ignorant concerning those who have fallen asleep, concerning those who have died, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. The whole passage here is dealing with those who have died and helping believers not to have sorrow as others who have no hope. It's okay for us as Christians to be sorrowful when someone we know and love, someone who has trusted Christ, has died. It's okay to have sorrow. But our sorrow needs to be combined with the hope of God's word, the hope of the gospel. We need to know what's going to happen to them because that comforts our hearts And that gives us hope in eternity. And so that's what Paul is trying to bring about here in our lives as he writes these words. He says in verse 14 For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. Now he's not just talking about those who have died, he's talking about those who have died in Jesus Christians who have died trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's basing his comfort, he's basing his instruction on the fact that we believe that Jesus died and rose again. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is critical. If you're unaware of that, you need to take some time and read 1 Corinthians chapter 15. It spells out for us why the resurrection of Jesus Christ is critical to our salvation and our eternity. So the first thing that we are informed of is, we need to believe that Jesus died and rose again. And since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, Paul goes on at the end of verse 14 and says, Even so, in the same way, God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. In other words, Jesus died and rose again, and Christians will die and rise again. We will be resurrected. Without the resurrection of Jesus, we are not resurrected. We do not have the promises of eternal life that Scripture give to us. Jesus not only has to die for our sins, but he has to resurrect, becoming victorious over sin, death, and the grave. And he did that three days after he was crucified. Going on in verse 15, Paul says, For we say to you by the word of the Lord. In other words, Jesus taught this to us. Jesus instructed us concerning this. So we say this to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. The first thing we need to understand about what is being talked about in verse 15 is this. Jesus is going to return. Jesus is coming back. And when he comes back, there will be some believers on the earth who are still alive, who have not died yet. And so Paul says that the Lord has taught us that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. We're being told that Jesus is going to come back, and when he comes back to take away his church, take away his people, that those who are dead in Christ will not come behind or will not follow behind those who are alive when Jesus returns. Rather, verse 16 says, For the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. The dead are going to rise first when Jesus returns and be changed, be caught up to meet Jesus in the clouds. This is all going to happen when the Lord Jesus returns. He's going to descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And when he does that, the dead in Christ, those who sleep in Christ, their bodies will come up out of the grave and they will rise first. Then, verse 17 says, we who are alive and remain, we who have not died when Jesus returns, we will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. That term caught up is the term that we translate into rapture. Those who are alive and remain will be caught up will be raptured together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Jesus is going to come back this time, what's being talked about in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and he's going to be in the air. He's not coming to the earth. When he comes back with all of this fanfare, with all of this noise, the dead in Christ are going to come out of the graves. They're going to meet their spirits in the air. They're going to be reunited. They're going to be changed in a moment into their resurrected bodies, their resurrected selves. They're going to be complete and whole, finally, in Jesus Christ. And then we who are alive when that happens, we're going to be caught up immediately after them. We're going to join those who have been resurrected and the Lord in the air. We're going to be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And then the last part of verse 17 says, And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Isn't that awesome? All of the things that we hope for, all of the things that we look forward to here on earth, awaiting the Lord's return, awaiting the resurrection, is going to come about, and we're going to meet the Lord in the air, whether we are resurrected or caught up. We are going to be changed, and we are going to always be with the Lord from that time on. And Paul says in verse 18, appropriate words. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. When we're sorrowing at the death of a believer, we are to comfort one another with these words. These are words of comfort. Yes, we're not to be ignorant of these things, but we're to be comforted by them as well. It is comforting to know that in Jesus Christ, because he has died on the cross and resurrected, that those of us who trust in Jesus Christ we also will be resurrected or caught up together to meet him in the air. We are going to be with our loved ones in eternity. I don't know what that looks like. The Bible doesn't spell all of that out for us. But we have the assurance that those who trust in Jesus have eternal life, will be resurrected, and we will be caught up together with them. Isn't that wonderful? It comforts my heart. It's one of the driving forces in my life as I seek to share the gospel and live the gospel, this is a promise of God to those who trust in Jesus Christ. Now that's the question, isn't it? Have you trusted in Jesus Christ? Are you sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with those around you so that they will have this experience in their lives? Because the Bible clearly tells us that even those who are lost without Jesus resurrect, but they do not resurrect to eternal life. They resurrect to eternal condemnation. And we don't want anyone to experience that. We need to pray for the salvation of the lost. We need to share the gospel. We need to live for the salvation of the lost. But we also need to live our salvation out. We need to live out the gospel in our lives. God has called us. He has chosen us to be holy and without blame before him in love. That's what we learn in Ephesians 1. We need to seek to do that, to live as his children here on earth until the promise of Jesus' coming is fulfilled. I thank the Lord for this passage, don't you? Father in heaven, thank you for these words, words of information that teach us what we need to know about eternity, about death, about resurrection. Thank you that Jesus Christ, who has already come once, is going to come again, and he's going to finish the work that he started through his death, burial, and resurrection, by resurrecting and rapturing those who trust in him. I thank you for the promise that we will always be with the Lord. I pray, Lord, that we will walk day by day in Jesus Christ, being led by your Holy Spirit, awaiting that time when we will meet Jesus, because we want to meet Jesus, Father, fully trusting in him and living for him. We want to be found ready and faithful. Father, thank you for this. Thank you for your instruction. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, he will draw near to us.